Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is a show to awaken you to ideas and opportunities to navigate the somewhat uncertain times we seem to be heading into, into this, in this very interesting period of the world. As always, we have interesting guests, but uh, not my job to introduce guests. So first, let me introduce co-host Kathleen from down the road from me in Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you for that intro. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. We'd love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Shelley Howard. Hello, Shelley. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. You are the CEO of College Ready Plan. Now, this is a company that helps parents and their children prepare for their college education. Now, Shelly is located in Southern California, but her business is actually global, so she can help with anybody from all over the world. So, Shelly, to get us started, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background and what led you to start College Ready Plan? So it's an interesting story. Um, College Ready is actually the seventh business I have started, and they all came to me. I didn't seek any of them. I will say this is my favorite because I get to help teenagers plan for their future. College Ready actually started when my firstborn was in eighth grade. And he came home super fired up and he's like, mom, I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm like, really? Because I know a lot of adults who still don't know what they want to do. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me have it. And he says, I want to be a brain surgeon and go to a top tier school. And I was like, okay, of course you do. And then he left the room and I remember my heart beating out my chest. Like I'm panicking going, how can I help this this young person who wants such a big want. And what I figured out is it wasn't an easy path, but it was a doable path. And I approached it as a business person versus a emotional parent and really started focusing on return on investment. And what does it take to not only get into college, but to graduate without debt? Because I knew even if he got into a brilliant college, this single mom would have been working for free. Like I had no idea how I'd pay $70,000 a year and, you know, live in Southern California. So long story short, he was my why it got started. And we're at 15 applications later, 15 years now. That young man is now an orthopedic surgeon. He went from Harvard to UC San Diego to UCLA, and he's living that dream that he told me when he was in eighth grade. So for all you parents out there, it is kind of strange, but some students actually know and they stick with it. Now, I will tell you that is not the norm, Mm -hmm. but there are a few, and that's how College Ready was started. Wow. 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 That's an amazing story. So tell us a little more, because to me, uh, one of the uninitiated, it sounds like a very unusual type of business that you've started. 
<clears throat> so, and you said you had the you have the hindsight of starting other businesses, but what are some of the particular difficulties and challenges you faced when you started this particular business? So this is such a unique niche. It's not a general just business concept because the 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 pieces are we help students understand the academic fit. What do they need as far as GPA, test scores? What does that look like? And then you have the social fit. We're talking teenagers. Some want a big football school, some don't care about that, some want a tall building in New York, some want to be rural. So you have to think, how do I help this young person find their people so they will thrive when they get there? And then of course we have the financial side. Mm -hmm. So finding that financial fit. In the last two years, our students have earned over $17.6 million in scholarships. So we have mastered the financial fit because we look at it from a business perspective. So why this business is so unique is because I have to balance all three of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about somebody's child and their money. I don't think there's two more important things to an adult who has children. So I have to be very sensitive to some parents want it more than their student. Some students want it more than their parent. And there's all these dynamics of being a human being versus selling a product. Mm-hmm. I'm really helping students figure out who they are, why they matter, and how can they get to their dream at the end of the, the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's so much more than just advising mm-hmm. them on the best school for them or the best university for them and here are the payment options, yeah. which is what I thought you were doing when I first read about you until I read a bit more. So, wow, that is interesting. So you've Definitely. just given us a snapshot, but can you tell us a little bit more about the, the actual services you provide for both the parents and the students and, and just give us maybe some examples of that? For sure. So the number one question I get asked is, when do we start? That's Everybody wants to know that. The interesting thing is I've had uh, pregnant women call me and say, I'm ready to start. And I'm like, whoa, 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 not quite yet. And then I've had people, preschoolers, uh, elementary school. And then I have people who call their senior year and say, okay, it's now time for us to start planning. So Getting crystal clear when is the best time. If I could have every student start when they promote from eighth grade, middle school, that would be brilliant. Why? Because they haven't made any mistakes yet. And colleges start to allow them to accumulate community service, leadership, extracurricular. Mm -hmm. That summer going from eighth grade to ninth grade is the most underutilized time. So in a perfect world, if Shelly had her perfect idea, it would be that time. The reality is some families, either because the student isn't ready or the parent isn't ready, start this process at many different times. So to answer your question, Kathleen, is what do we offer? Depending on where you're at in the process, we have a do-it-yourself program. We have an online group program. We have a custom one-to-one program. And we have a new program called See Our Future Now, where we help the student to figure out 
their core values, their gifts, their talents, their passions, their advocacy, then go through a few assessments and then help them map out, do I need to go to college? If I don't, what is my plan? Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Many students these days are saying, well, I just want to be an influencer. You know, I, I just, I want to just snap my fingers and have this business online. And then I help them understand where's the business plan. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? And, and it's the first reality of it still needs a plan. If it's not a college ready plan, mm -hmm. it needs the other plan. So those are the different ways. So it's really helping your teenager or young adult transition into adulthood and get them started on a nice, solid uh, strategy of how to get there. So I, I just want to bring this up because, I mean, I see uh, here in Canada, after high school, these kids are going into university and my goodness, they are so young. How can they possibly know what they want to do for the rest of their life at that age? And oftentimes, you know, so how, how do you handle that? So how do you handle a student, for instance, that's thinking about maybe university, but isn't sure because they really don't know what they want, right? How, how would you yeah. guide and their parents really want them to go to university, but they, again, what is it? Do I, what is it? What should they be studying when they don't know? what they really want. Right. And that's why our, our program has gone international is because we're not just trying to say you're good at math, go to MIT and call it a day. That's not what our program is about. Our program is about first figuring, helping the student figure out who they are, because if you don't start there, they're going to be spinning for years and years mm -hmm. to come. So once a student figures out my core values are family, uh, you know, physical fitness, uh, travel. Great. Now we know that student needs to consider all of that for their future, because if they're not experiencing their core values, they're not going to be happy. Mm -hmm. So it's such an innate, like we have to start there. Then we help the student figure out what are those gifts and talents you were born with, right? Some students are just born fast. Some are born left brain. Some are born right brain. Helping them to get clarity around what comes easy to me and what do I really enjoy? That doesn't mean that has to be their career, but we want to make sure they're having that in their lifestyle. Then we talk about the things that are hard for them. It could be a subject. It could be people. I've had students figure out, I don't like people. That's an important thing. Absolutely. They are great in a laboratory. They are great behind a keyboard, but don't make them interact in customer service. So finding those out early and then giving them career paths that fit their core values, their gifts and talents and things that they struggle with. That is how to set them off on that path. So we have to start there or else they're always going to be seeking because unfortunately, if their parents aren't doing what they want to do, how would they know? Mm -hmm. High schools are not surely not going to prepare them to do that. And, re, you know, 
you know, financial literacy is another big problem from high school. These kids do not graduate knowing how much it's going to cost to live on their own. They have no idea what electricity and gas and phone. And I talked to a, a young man last night and I said, do you ever want to move out? And he says, uh, yeah, as quick as I can, right? He's a teenager. And I said, do you have any idea how much that is going to cost? He's like, like 200 a month. <laughs> There's just no concept. There's no concept for them. Because as parents, we've done such a great job of caring for them mm -hmm. that they don't know what that next step is. And that's terrifying. Absolutely. It's like deer in headlights. You want me to do what? <laughs> that you're, is what we're finding. You're absolutely right. My goodness. I think you're, I think every student could use this type of service. And I, I have to give you a little story here. And I, Peter, I don't even think I've even mentioned this to you, but when I was in third grade, fourth grade, I, I had a best friend and my friend always said she wanted to be a nurse and she was, she was adamant she was going to be a nurse. And I didn't know, oh, I guess I'll just be a nurse because she wants to be a nurse. She's my best friend. And throughout the years, well, to this, she is now a nurse. She's a head nurse in, in, a, in, a, in a hospital in, in the province of Quebec. And I never knew, like, I just, I kind of felt like a wanderer. Mm -hmm. because I had no direction. And my goodness, had I had this type of help earlier on, maybe things would have turned out differently. I don't know. But anyways, uh, that, that's excellent. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> Just oh, well, I'm glad you didn't become a nurse. Otherwise, we wouldn't be <laughs> sitting here talking to Shelley today. So thank goodness for small mercies. <laughs> I'm going to tell Shelly a quick story, <clears throat> which is going to horrify her and convince her I'm the most awful parent on the planet. But yeah. I'm in my defense, I grew up in a different part of the world, in a different generation. So when my eldest son, who's now 47, finished school, in, we were in South Africa, and he turned 18. And he did really well at school, somewhat like me, and I'm not boasting, I, I tended to find school easy academically. I was in the top stream. I didn't do much homework. I didn't swap much for exams and I, I sailed through. Right? Um, so my son was much the same. In fact, worse when I found some of the stories. Out. So when he's, eight, he's 18 now, he says, well, I'm done at school. I said, well, you're going to university. I had my own business, which was going really well. I could afford to send him to university. He said, no, I'm not. He was quite an argumentative child and we had many battles. And I said, why don't you want to go to university? You need a, a career. He says, because I'll be wasting your money, Dad. And he says, I know you can afford it, but I don't want to waste your money. I have no idea what I want to do. He said, no idea at all. No idea. And I don't want to waste my time going and sitting in three years or four years university not knowing what I want to do. I said, okay, well, you're going to do a one-year private college diploma on business management and marketing. Okay, that's the deal. I said, then you're going to come out of there and you're going to work for me in my business for six months and then we'll think again. Okay. So he did that. He coasted through without doing much work. And I caught him sitting at a tea room with a group of girls when he should have been in lectures and he still passed that exam. So he finishes, he gets his diploma, got a good grade and he comes to work for me. And I said, I'm two countries to the north, the country of Zambia. I, I was an export trader amongst other things. I'm loading 
a couple of truckloads of cargo. So I'm going to put you on a bus, send you to Zimbabwe, the next country, where you're going to borrow a car from my brother because you couldn't take a, a South African car across the border. And you're going to drive across the border. You're going to supervise. You're going to check into the hotel, supervise loading for five days. You're going to drive back. And I'm warning you, because you're young and because you're white, they will give you a hard time at the border. Keep your cool, because if you lose it, they will lock you up. Do you understand? Yes. This is what I want you to do. Boom, 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 boom. Put him on the bus. Off he went. 18, well, nearly 19, maybe. And he did very well. And he came back through the border. My brother lent him an old Mercedes. And at the border, they stripped the car because he's a young guy. They've got a Mercedes. They're convinced he's a drug dealer or a smuggler or something. And they stripped the car. And they're quite insulting. They give him a hard time for about two hours. And he, he remembered what I'd said, and he kept his cool. And he got back. He did everything well, uneventful, got back. Years later, when I came to Canada, um, so now he's in his 40s, we were having a beer one night, and he says, Dad, remember that trip you sent me on to Zambia? I said, yeah. He said, that was the best education you could have ever given me. That was worth more to me than a university course. He's now on a huge salary with a big company. He's had his own business before that as well. And he said, I put everything I've done down to making me think and go through that. So I'm just sorry, I'm taking time, but I, I think that's important. And I think that, and my dad did similar to me at a young age. And I think that's where um, in the modern days, we tend to mollycoddle kids and not let them take risks. And, and I think many of them are, are the worst for it. It's your show and I've been talking too much. So something I really would want, do want to ask you though. So do you think I'm a terrible father for doing that? <laughs> no, I don't. I took my son to Kenya, Africa and did some something quite similar. Well, there you go. Okay. I feel good. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> Thank you for that. So what I've noticed in, in my generation, particularly in Africa, comparatively few men and even fewer women, I'm, I'm 70 now, right, went to university and got a degree. Far more men went to, um, did an apprenticeship, became a tradesman, and many of them did very well in life. And now we have a situation, from my observation, where Many more people go to university, and we've got a lot, a lot of unemployed college graduates, but we have shortage of skilled tradesmen. Everywhere I go in my little city, they're looking for plumbers, electricians, diesel mechanics, auto mechanics, and can't find people to work. So is this a trend that's gone too far? Is it a trend that's going to continue? Where do you see this going, Shirley? So first, I have to say it is not my trend, nor one that okay. I, you know, I can speak on. I can tell you where the statistics are that that I do know. And what we're finding is um, for the longest time, there was the the generation of you graduated high school and you went into a trade and you worked hard. And then we mm -hmm. got into the next generation that's like, well, I want to be better than that generation. So I'm going to go get more education. I'm going to manage those people. And then you have the next generation and they're like, okay, well, those people went into debt and they didn't do what they were going to do. So what do I want to do? And now they're saying, I want to be an influencer and I just want to snap my fingers and be a millionaire. So do I say one is better than another? Absolutely not. No. But what I can say is technology has changed so drastically in three gen generations mm -hmm. that that has been the thing that's pushed people to go further and faster than before. Mm -hmm. And technology being at your fingertips. The other thing is, for the longest time, 
unions and trade people were working really, really hard and just felt like there was this ceiling that they could not break through. So they pushed their kids to don't do what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, skip that, go be the boss, and then you won't have to deal with that. So I think a lot of it is parenting. I think it's each generation, you want what's better for your family. Like you did your son, right? And that's where we're at now where you mentioned the parents coddling. And that is because, you know, technology has let the cat out of the bag that there is some bad people out there and now it's very visible. Mm -hmm. So parents are holding tight. It's always been out there, but it wasn't so in your face all the time. And so parents are now coddling and holding their children tight and it's causing this other thing going on. So it's really, if you, if you think of all of the generations, I mean, I was the first to go to college on both sides of my family. My son just jumped into being a doctor. Like I wanted him to be better than me, (laughs) but I, I didn't quite think he was going to go that, you know, so my parents who had no college are blown away. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? It's just, it is what it is in Mm -hmm. the fact that we want each generation to have more opportunity than we did. So I, you know, to speak to your point, we are in shortage of tradespeople. And I often tell students, if it's your dream to be a plumber, do you want to do the plumbing for the rest of your life? Or do you need the management and business skills to run a full plumbing business? And therefore, will it hurt you to go get some kind of business education so you can help and grow that business? I'm telling people it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be whatever you want it to be. Sure. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. Shelly, what specific tips would you have for our audience who have college age children to help them plan for university without incurring massive debt? So the important thing is a plan right? Mm -hmm. Think about this. You would not just wake up one day and go buy a home, right? And go get a big mortgage and then figure out how you're going to pay the mortgage. But that's what a lot of people do with college and it's the same cost. So when you start to plan for, okay, I want to buy a house, I need to get my financial house in order. I need to have my down payment. I need to know how much the mortgage is going to be. I need to plan for that. That is not what's happening. People are going, I really want my kid to get into X, Y, or Z, and then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm telling people to stop doing Mm -hmm. because it makes no sense. If you want to go into botany or, you know, uh, something that is an artist or something that is going to be a little challenging to make the kind of living you want straight out of the gate, What does that look like? Do you need to go and get a top degree paying $100,000 a year to do that? That's the question mark I'm putting people's mind is instead of just assuming it's a good school because somebody labeled it a good school, is it a good school for you academically, socially, and financially? If you approach it that way, like I did, (laughs) my son graduated from Harvard with zero debt. 
his first job was $106,000 a year at 23. Wow. 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 Very good. Wow. So do you understand, like, is Harvard the reason? Well, apparently it gave him a huge boost because his first job was a lot more than I made. My daughter went to the University of Alabama. She graduated without debt. She's now a nurse without debt. That was her trajectory. So helping families really think of it like I think of it, it is a business decision for your future. Mm -hmm. And I reverse engineer it. If somebody wants to have a brand new Mercedes every year, they can't do this job unless they're good at investing. So having these conversations with students who don't understand how much it costs to live on their own is a lot to ask. And so we spend time helping them understand what is a good return on investment for your future and then we'll find you the perfect school. Most people first pick the school and then try to shove themselves into it. That's where the problem lies. Mm-hmm. It's approaching it as you would in a real estate investment or even buying a car, right? Who allows their teenager to just go to a car lot and buy a car? That would terrify me as a parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So they need help. They need support because they just don't have the skills to be able to do this on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So what do you do when a parent or a young a student, youngster, someone about to leave school, like my son was, comes to you and they have no idea. They have vague ideas maybe of being an influencer, but you know that's a pipe dream because they're not very good at uh, English or, or whatever or writing. Um, they have no idea what they want to do. What advice do you give them? So we recommend an internship or a research mm-hmm. project. If they don't have a, a desire to do either of those, then I always go to a passion with purpose project. It's something that we we really think is critical for somebody who does not know. Why? Because in my belief, if every 18-year-old did 200 service hours to serve their community, our world would be a very different place. That is how I believe. And therefore, when they are helping somebody, they're not worried about I'm good at it or I'm not good at it. They're like, well, it's better than what they would have without me. So I'm Mm going to just try it. So I tell those people who want to go into business, why don't you go be the person in charge of finances for that community service? Or if you think you want to go into Broadway performing, Why don't you put together a performance for this nonprofit or this community? And all of a sudden they are like, wow, I am so thankful I dodged that bullet. Like that would not have been good for me. And it's helping their community and it's helping them figure out who they are and really what they're good at. So it's a win-win for everybody. And they learn valuable skills. So those are the three ways we can guide that student. Excellent. In my generation, where I came from, we had to do national service. So I did nine months in the military. I'm certainly not advocating that every youngster should serve in the military, not at all. But I believe if we had some form of national service doing exactly what you're talking about, boys and girls, you're going to spend a month or two months or three months at minimum wage, and you're going to get exposure to three different careers, lifestyles, serving the community, I think we'd solve a lot of problems in this world. So I hear what you're saying. Excellent. Kathleen, back to you. 
So just to give our audience uh, an example of what to expect, if I were to contact you as a client, what steps would you first take with me, for instance? So Kathleen, what I would first do is I'd recommend that the parent and the child be on the Zoom call. I give a 30-minute discovery call where I discover where the student's at, and then I give them recommendations. So at minimum, they're getting ideas of what their student is missing. If I see that that student is a good fit, and what do I mean by that? I had a student yesterday. I asked them, do you want to plan your future? And he goes, no, I don't. I don't. I I just want to live with my parents and I just want a game. I like gaming and I just want a game. And I'm like, okay, so that tells me that that is not, I can't help a student like that. If they have that wall put up, sometimes parents call in hopes that I can break down that wall. With time, I probably could because I speak teenager. But the best student is one who's like, Shelly, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what college I want to go to. I don't know what a good fit is. Can you help? Absolutely that student who is looking for help. So that initial 30 minute discovery call is, what does the student need and can I help them? Once we hit there, if they choose to work with us, they can work with us for as little as $500 US dollars and on up, depending on the amount of service, the customization and what they need. So it's really, I am totally transparent with the family. I'm like, great. I hear what you're saying. You need X, Y, and Z. This is how we can help you. This is the cost. So it's very transparent. I'm not trying to, you know, bait and switch anybody. I'm truly trying to say, here are your options and this is how we can help. Mm-hmm. Very good. Excellent. So we're, we're running short of time. Kathleen's going to shut me down any minute now because I talk too much. But I've got to ask you my, what I call my burning question. It's a little bit different for you. But, Shelley, in your experience, is there, is there, with all the people you've worked with, is there one characteristic or, or mindset or habit that sets the successful student apart from those who merely remain average? Absolutely. The ones that are willing and I put willing (laughs) to do what we recommend. Mm, Teenagers don't know how to do this. They don't know how to start and therefore they just don't do anything. But if you have a student who's like, yes, Shelly, just tell me what I need to do. And they go and do it. They're unstoppable. Mm -hmm. They are unstoppable. They're amazing. And you don't have to be the most brilliant one out there. You just have to be the one who's willing to take the information and go with it. Okay, that's a good one. Very good. Thank you for that. Kathleen, back to you. So Shelly, how do people contact you? Absolutely. So I first want to give your listeners a free copy of my book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. To do that, you go to freebook.collegereadyplan.com. That is how you can get a copy of that book. The second thing is, if you want to reach out and schedule a discovery call, go to our website, which is collegereadyplan.com, and then click on the link that says discovery call. And just put in there that you heard it on on this show, 
and you will be, uh, you will receive it complimentary and I'm happy to meet with your student and the family. Excellent. Excellent. And, and for our audio listeners who are not watching the video, those contact details will be in the description that you can find on whatever platform you're listening to this on and on the Yacking Show website. So thank you for that, Shelley. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Shelley. We so appreciated having you. And um, until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>